This morning, so uh, this is it's for you, brother. Hopefully, you're watching down on us. And uh, sorry it had to happen that way. We will continue on uh, in honoring those who have fallen, but here in the group now to change the speed of things. The legend himself, the Red Ninja. Questions? We're answering questions for yesterday. During this video, you can uh, ask questions. We'll try to. Answer whatever you got. Um, I'm, I'm guessing most of it's going to be directed towards Kenny because we don't ever get him on a live video. You know why? Because he doesn't care about anybody here. He just does his own thing and never goes live. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. That's the bullshit I try to, and Dennis never invites me. He only invites Tom. Oh, yeah. Did that actually end up being a massive fail? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> so, it was the worst sounding thing in the world. All right. Um, go with the questions. Best place to work on the exit ramps on I-65 when your department doesn't want you sitting on the the best ways to sit on the exit ramps when your department is okay. Same same principles and concepts apply. I mean, the, if you are going to work the off ramp, just you know, you want to position your vehicle where you can watch the the driving behavior. And I mean, personally, I'd probably if you have gas stations or rest stops on that exit ramp, I probably would focus more energy there necessarily than the off ramp itself. But um, yeah, it kind of sucks. Your agency won't let you work the interstate, but. Uh, off-ramps are going to get the same type of traffic that, that other interdiction guys are seeing. Would you suggest that even if a, a gas station or a place to, you know, maybe a, like, here's my thought. Some interstates have a off-ramp, then you have that gas station right there, right, the rest area right there. But if you didn't, and it was a little, you know, half mile down the roadway, would you say even networking that gas station would be a good idea? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. What, what do you think guys and girls should be looking for when they're sitting on an exit ramp, quote-unquote, or at the gas station? So give me some thoughts on that. What would you be looking for? I'd be looking for more like uh, not necessarily driving behavior, but body behavior. Maybe uh, you're looking for that people that uh, notice you, and then all of a sudden they lock up or they start whispering back and forth. Um, body behavior is within the car, not so much driving behavior, because you're looking for things. They're getting off. They're turning anyways. Um, so that reaction might necessarily be as drastic as someone that's going straight on the highway. So I'd be looking more in the vehicle at what the occupants are doing. There was a guy who went to Texas, and he said uh, they work a gas station, and it's self-service because in Jersey it's not. It's full service. You've experienced that. I think that's only standard. I think it's ridiculous, too, by the way. I think it's absolutely retarded. But anyway, um, what he said was, and I, you, know, like, you don't know everything until you hear other guys who figured it out, is he actually waited for people to – if you watch people pump gas – he said, most people pump gas and walk away. You know, people who have loads will pump gas and keep their hand on the car at the same time. That's what he looks for. And he goes, it's almost like a 100% guarantee. He says, if you watch people when they pump gas, they don't stand there and keep their hand on the car. Because the people who are loaded or engaged in criminal activity will keep their hand on the car while they're pumping the gas. They won't walk away from the car. That's unique. That's yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. I mean, I don't think it's going to be every single time, but like maybe some food for thought there. Um, you know, I've always even advocated in class to, this is a great situation to, um, employ binoculars mm. knowing that you're there but also not knowing what you're up to is a, for me a great way to create suspense right because like they know you're there they're far enough they can't see what you're looking at because they, it's hard to see in the car beyond 200 feet you've got binoculars they can't see into the car you know even even during the day if you have the, if the glare is hitting you the right way they can't see into the car 
Um, and you can see if they're trying to check out what if you're looking at them or not. That's a good way to go about it too. You know, they're almost playing it a little less nonchalant. Like, you know, fuck this guy like looking. Like, is he over there looking at me? Is what's he doing? Right. Should I be scared of him versus the guy who's grown? I'm like, oh, he's fucking looking. Right? Like, right. Your thoughts on that? No, I agree. Yeah, I like both ways. I, I think that uh, I don't know one thing that like I, if you have a load in the car, I don't think that you'd want to leave it for a long period of time. So I would think if you have more than one occupant, one occupant's going to stay in the car. It's not going to be unoccupied for a long period of time. Even possibly like things like they're pumping gas and then they drive up to pay or they drive up, you know, they don't want to create a, a lot of distance from whatever's in that vehicle that they're trying to transport. Okay. Uh, next question. Okay. Of course, she's uh, dropping the ball here. We have a question up here. Tips for nighttime interdiction. Thanks. I think we have that was a commented question as well. So we'll just go right into that. I'll let this gentleman take that. Um, I know there's been some questions about, I, I use my brights and my takedowns. Um, and I'm not shining in people's eyes. It's it's directly across. Um, it's the greatest water it's in the world. Nasty, dude. It's what he gives me. Lemon flavored water. It's great. It's wonderful. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like you added like lemon to your water. Yeah. No, like no, 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 no. That tastes better. This is like lemon sugar to the water. There's no sugar in it. Zero calories. Um. Anyways, let's get back to the important stuff. So, is there aspartame in this? Probably. Probably gonna kill you. Um. So with lights, I just like to see as they go past. Um. And, and you're not shining directly in your eyes, so there should be nothing. It's no different than going out and when it's sunny out and all of a sudden you're not going to walk out and look directly at the sun. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's one tip that I, I employ and that I, I advocate for. Breaking at night? Oh, yeah, breaking at night. So um, some things that I'll pay attention to is if you're working a, a really uh, congested area, I watch the vehicles behind. So if you hit your brakes... The, the red lights are going to light up the car that's directly behind it. So I, I pay attention to those types of things. Um, Can you see it on signs too? Whatever? On signs, yeah. Um, after vehicles pass, sometimes what I'll do, if I get a good, some decent driver reaction, I'll tap my brakes, and I'll see if they're a third of a mile or half a mile down the road. And if they hit their brakes, then I know that they're still watching me. So why are you still watching me and not continuously driving? I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> this one is a difficult question for both of you to probably answer. Who is cuter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. I was only laughing the whole time. Did I, I read that one? No, 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 not at all. You always laugh at me. So well, yeah, I mean, you're easy to laugh at. But I was, uh, I was looking at that one, and the whole that's why I started laughing, dude. It's really fucking funny, dude. Um, Nathaniel George, you, uh, you want a free T-shirt? Do me a favor, <laughs> send me an email, Dennis at Recap Training, with your name, address, uh, Dennis at Recap Training name, address, and shirt size, and we're gonna send you something out. That was. Fucking funny, dude. All right, um, we'll come back to the comments in a second. You know, okay, go with your comment. What do you got yesterday? Do you mind reviewing Twitch for us evening, guys? Also, thanks to look for during rush hour or high volume traffic times. Uh, we covered nighttime pretty much. Do you ever work high volume, like like rush hour, bumper to bumper traffic? You it's it's there? never bumper to bumper. So um, we have different highways that I work. 90 is pretty spread out. I've been working 94 a little bit more lately. It's a three lane, not as congested as like rush hour, but. Um, pretty congested. Um, so the things that I, I can't focus on all three lanes, so I'll focus on the two slower lanes, the middle and the slow lane. Um, but you're looking for the same type of behavior. It's just going to be harder for you to pick out. You're looking for the people that are creating distance from you. They don't want to be next to you. They don't want to be flying in the fast lane. Um, you know, just the, the guys that are, are following other vehicles too close, coasting, kind of just trying to blend in as much as possible. If you have slow bumper-to-bumper traffic, for me, I think it, that was my favorite, dude. When we had construction on the highway that I worked, 
that's my favorite time because, dude, I mean, I had a long time to look into the car. And it's really easy to tell when people are fucking bothered by you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's, uh, dude, I remember when we had construction on the, on the highway, and I remember just trying to get out there right at the beginning of rush hour traffic because I wanted to really back up. And there was nowhere to go, dude. We had no shoulder. We had no exit ramps as they approached me. And I would just sit there, have the car parked. I would stand outside the car and just stare at the cars. Like, and they're just slow rolling towards me. And then I would see the, re- I would see the, you know, the violation, whatever it may be. Usually a seatbelt or whatever, smoking a cigarette. Uh, and we always, I always had a second car with me, you know, in case they try to do something stupid. There's nowhere to go. Uh, and literally just, you know. So you would, you would park your car and get out and just stand there? Yep. I do that on the highway sometimes, too. Like, I'll stand, like, I'll park my car, and, but it's not like, like what you're seeing. It, it was slow, dude. Like, it was so slow that, like, I could, it was slow enough where cars were shuffling along. I was kind of hidden out. And as they came up to my location, was at a car dealership, I would step out. And they would come up and just see me to stand up. But they're going slow. It's like right, a slow right. motion thing. And you'd have people like really, like look at like you know like really fucking like oh my god there's a fucking cop there right like you're not doing anything wrong right right like you're not fucking flying especially I mean yeah so you're looking more body stuff than vehicle reactions right yeah and, and, and in rush hour traffic that's not hard to figure out right right it's that's yeah you're not gonna have vehicle reactions yeah, you I mean, may get them I mean if you start to follow them hard. yeah it's hard I mean but but it actually dude you'd be surprised how easy it gets. When you can literally just, that one, right? Like, yeah, they come. That one, but am I going to waste my time, right? Those are kids smoking weed, right? That one, am I going to waste my time? It's just, it's it's a lot to choose from, just in slow motion, basically. So that that's my advice with that. I, don't forget, everybody, the underlying theme is there is going to be some kind of reaction to presence. That's, yeah. the, that's the bottom line. And um, understanding what the anomalies are means knowing what your uh, normal flows of traffic looks like normal behavior looks like when even when somebody sees a cop i mean certain reactions aren't going to make sense you know some people get obviously a little uh, worked up when they see a cop if they're speeding right or they're driving like an asshole you're going to obviously have a reaction to presence but if you're not why are you having it right like it doesn't make any sense that's that's the whole name of the game is what doesn't look bright if no abnormal is before you can pick out what abnormal is so. dude i used to do interdiction in, a, in the mall i'd sit at the top of an escalator i told the story before where people come up the center escalator so i the reason I chose the center of the mall is because my guess is that most people who attend the mall uh, are going to come up that center escalator. Probably 70% of people who, who go to that mall and visit it are going to come up that escalator. So my odds of seeing people who are engaged in criminal activity uh, are going to be high. And, dude, I mean, it, it wouldn't take long, maybe, maybe 30, 40 minutes, where somebody or a pack of people, shoplifters, would come up that escalator, see me, and start shitting their pants and look back three times. And you know what? Um, you can make a consensual encounter. You can shake hands, say hello. Often at times, you know, it could be problematic to start approaching some of these folks. I just make them uncomfortable. Just fall around the mall. That's it. Uh, they, they actually liked it so much the mall proposed to me that they were going to try to offer me a full-time job outside of my job to come and work the mall as a cop. And I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like the one day a week I'm here is, is more. It's fun. Right? I have children. Like the mall security is like, you know, we're going to have a fucking sick day today. You're here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, come to this job. And I actually am trying to do it. Was that um, like an overtime gig? Then? Yeah, 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 we had it. We actually, I think when I started, we had four guys at the mall on the weekends. It was, very, it was awesome. Um, we had a lot of fun. And it was good because you could be proactive at the mall. And it wasn't, dude, I, I actually saw people like doing nothing in New York the other day at my cousin's wedding, like a security guard on the street, like doing nothing. I'm like, that job would drive me fucking nuts. I, I would lose my goddamn mind. I, I'm better off running a jackhammer 40 feet underground in lava or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then stand around and do nothing. So, when I took it, when I had a job that was nothing, like, dude, we, we worked, like, uh, 
Christmas we worked like the, the like big box stores like Best Buys and stuff. Dude, I would I would I would just watch people do fraud. I would sit behind like the curtains at Best Buy and wait for people watching his return. I would just dude, I'll never forget this one. Like working the return line. Right? I'm just waiting for people to start returning three laptops, you know, seven memory cards, right? Like, who the fuck buys seven memory cards? And just step out. Or tell the clerk, give me their ID when they come back here. <laughs> Let me see their ID for a second when you when you come back. Let's see who these people are. Dude, I remember being in I mean, having your eyes open, a simple principle. I mean, we're not talking about high-level addiction. We're just talking about awareness as a police officer. I had a girl in front of me in Staples one time returning these things. And I'm like, what are these things that return? And so I, I'm behind her buying the fucking silver pens that match my uniform. Staples, don't play that. They're like seven bucks a piece. Uh, I want to say they were the they were Scripto 740s or something <laughs> like that, right? So I go to the manager. I go, that, that's not the cheese returned. How much are each one of those things? He's like, oh, they're like $80 a piece. I'm like, would anybody ever have 14 of these? He's like, no. No, but I go, why is she returning 14? Going to the parking lot. She's got a New York plated car. Car doesn't even come back to the car. It's a fake tag. I impound the car. Uh, we pop a warrant on the car. And the car is loaded with fucking mowing sinks from Home Depot. Just the whole trunk is literally $250 and $400 sinks from Home Depot that shoplifted. Uh, just like, uh, you know what's a, what's a popular thing too? Is they were shoplifting, um, I think, like smoke alarms, like CO2, something like 70 bucks a piece. The whole tall truck. I've got like 80 mowing sinks in the back. And they're just going to return them at a different store? That it's, it. just, it's him and it's two girls and a guy. I see them and they're, it was an infinity. Uh, you know, an older model one, beige. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I approach him, like, run the plate, right? Like, the, it, the, the tag doesn't fit. And it ends up being a big job, right? They're, they're, they're wanted at all these retail theft stores. So it just it just is paying attention to what's going on. I, I don't know how many times I've seen things and you know have, have uh, intervened. But anyway, look, I, I'm not the best cop in the world. I never was. I'm just, you know, I want everybody to have perspective on what like we're looking for and, and the things, and just opening your eyes and seeing like does that make sense? You know, I, I'm off duty one time and I'm a PC Richards. A dude walks in and he buys a, uh, an iPad, and I'm like just like I like just always wear my surroundings. And when a guy says, if you swipe your card, he swipes that fucking card so fast. I'm like, yo, that was weird. Why that guy swipe that goddamn card? So, I mean, he didn't swipe it like it was regular. Like, he took it out, right? Like, he had it in his pocket ready to go. Hit that machine, stuck it back in his pocket. I'm like, hmm. So, um, I'm watching this. And the dude goes out to his car. I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm off duty, whatever. Maybe it was just some weird thing. He walks in. He's like, yo, let me get one more iPad. I'm like, yeah, okay. So, he swipes it. And the guy gets it. I walk out to the car, got my phone in my hand. And I'm literally recording them. And I'm like, Hey, guys, how are you? License plate is this. The guy just, he was a junkie and just burglarized his sister's house. Stole her fucking credit card. You know, so I said to the guy, the, the clerk, I'm like, yo, like, you didn't catch on to this at all? I'm like, I'm at ShopRite one time. A dude takes, I'm at ShopRite. And it's like a, ShopRite's a, uh, like a, you know, food store. I got a guy. Who the fuck is calling me? This can't be serious. It's going to be my father. Who else bothers me? No, no. Um, Guy in front of me takes. Oh, answer. Let's put her on Facebook Live. You got a slide, Ken. That's how it works. Hello. We're Facebook Live, you know. <laughs> We're Facebook Live. Hello. Oh, so why'd you answer? Why are you calling, man? You don't want my business. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> um. So there's a kid. Uh, this dude takes ten things off and and swipes. Like he's just like, oh, I'm gonna buy ten one hundred dollar, and I'm like, no, he's not. You're not buying ten one hundred dollar fucking gift cards. It's not happening. Like, don't sell that to him. Right. And the guy's like, Whoa. beat feet runs out of the store. 
right? Like, I'm off-duty. I just see this. I'm like, yeah, no, he's not. Do-. But the people aren't even aware of what's going on. Yeah, and, that and that's a big principle for law enforcement. It's just if you're trying to get better, like, be aware of what's going on. Open your eyes. Stop worrying about fucking running random license plates, right? We, we, I mean, here's some principles that you can all take with you. It, you know, I talk about the, the opening of class, and I'll give them to you right now, is um, stop worrying about fucking license plates. Stop running random plates. And you're going to have one guy's like, oh, I run random plates. And this one time I ran a random plate. The car smelled like weed. And I got... And I got a, uh, you know, I got a handgun out of the car, and I was tied to a, an attempted murder. I get it. Once in a while, you're gonna trip and fall over and step in a, a pile of shit. It's gonna be great, uh, but it's as as a probable course of action, it's gonna yield not nothing great, right? Like, you can't run plates and it says there's ten pounds of meth in the trunk. You can't run plates and it says there's a stolen handgun that was used in a homicide. But you have to open your eyes and look around. Here's another one for you: uh, people engaged in criminal activity are not speeding, right? They're just not going to be doing 22 over the speed limit. And then you'll have the guys in here who'll do this and the girls. I can show you that my employment of radar enforcement in this here area reduces crime, cra- reduces bumper to bumper crashes by 18%. And I'm like, yeah, well, I can show you that open your eyes and looking around can maybe prevent that kid from being raped tonight who's looking in the car as a 15 year old child sex trafficking victim, right? And I say that because how do you argue back at that, right? We'll use those examples because I say, like, oh, well, you get drugs and it's bigger. Oh, well, drugs aren't everything, bro. Right, like, and, and nobody's impl- implying that they are. I'm talking about proactive police work will yield greater results when you start to look for crime. Right? I mean, that's just, just how it is. So that's two things there that I can give to you is if you're running random plates, it's it's a, almost a moot gesture. It makes no no sense. And you have, well, I run them on the highway because I get one car every eight minutes, and it makes sense. Okay, right. But if, if you have ten to fifteen cars passing you every ten seconds, uh, I'm gonna have to plug this in. It is a no, I got the thing. You got an extension cord? Okay, hold on. Yeah, no, all right. Just give me one. It's not a This is an ACES. Oh. Hold on a second. Oh, sweet. You have a plug underneath there? Sorry, guys. Should have prepared. How long is this going to go? Can it reach from there? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're real professional here at Street Cop Training. Always prepared. Equipment's on. We're good. All right, so look, look, uh, I get that for some people in here, there's like, oh, this is common sense. I know. When you're six, seven, three, five, eight years on the job, sure, it's a ton of common sense. But there are a lot of people who are new and as simple as this sounds, haven't put this thought into their brain about because their field training officer showed them what? How to run a radar unit, how to run random plates. I think the worst thing that ever happened to law enforcement proactivity is, is the random plate running, right? Laptops have literally took away the art of police work because cops think that they can run plates and it's, it's, a, it's a, I'm literally, dude, literally, anybody, 90% of people who are proactive go out and start running fucking random plates all day. So yeah, run random plates. We'll drive around, pump the fucking plates. And I was one of them too, right? Until yeah. I... So you're like, well, this kind of doesn't make any sense. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just trying to help you. Like, you can get, you don't have to get mad about it. We're, you're trying to help. Um, so I look younger than you, and I'm older than you. It's weird. You're like a year older than this. Yeah, I know. You use better lotion. I do. And you have better hair. What? Okay. So relatively speaking to this situation, yes. In this circumstance, <laughs> I have better hair. But uh, in reality, it's, uh, you know. All right. Uh. How many stops versus solid narcotic gun arrests on the interstate should I be making to know that I'm looking for the right thing 
versus lucking out? So that all just depends on the experience you have. Like when I first started out working in addiction, and I, I preach this, like you're going to make more stops because you have to figure out what normal is before you know what abnormal is. So you, it just depends. Now, if you've been on the job for 10 years and you're basing all your stops on driver reaction, um, you should probably be making less stops and more rests. So, you know, but it's, it's all perspective on how long you've been working. Um, if you're a newer guy, you should make more because you have to understand the game and what's going on. Like, you have to know what normal is. So younger you are, more stops. As time goes on, you should develop, okay, this is normal, this is normal, this is bullshit. And then you kind of weed out the normal stops that you're used to making. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to let you answer some of these. Uh, who has bigger biceps? Him. <laughs> well, I just have to think. That's God telling me. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> How often do you see the cell phone to smuggle as you catch for further investigation? Um, it just depends. Uh, I, I, it, how often? Um, I mean, we always take them. It just depends on my investigator who's going to work them up or not. If there's so, if there's like a pending investigation, a lot of times when we make arrest, uh, another agency somewhere else is like, oh, we know that address or we know this person. Will you help us out and do a search warrant on the phone to help us out? So we'll do it that way. Um, not all the time. I'll say about 50-50. All right. Uh, are you guys going to work... They'll work OT at the county line. If it's what's county line, it's an, it's an orchard. It's a side job. It's miserable. Okay. Not, not, I mean, it just it's it's hard work. I mean, it's just dealing with the, the amount of people that go through there. So. How long will you follow somebody to try to get PC? Has this ever been an issue in regards to a defense attorney saying you're harassing them? Okay, let me just jump in real quick. Uh, defense attorney is going to, and I because I read a lot of case law. Defense attorney is going to do anything they can to try to argue a case. They're going to use anything they can to try to get their client off. Uh, one thing they do is they try to challenge the validity of pretextual stops, even though there's U.S. Supreme Court cases, Arkansas v. Sullivan and Run versus United States, that see pretextual stops are completely legal. Um, and every state there uh, since then, same thing. Even the one that's come out of Virginia, the, the new bill that they passed regarding pretext, I don't think it's as, um, as intricate as people think it is. I think they just don't want people stopping for like three. I don't know. It's weird. I have to look at it. Um, so, look, a defense attorney is going to always try to challenge anything they can. Having a good explanation and knowing case law, being ready to explain it in court. And, and when you read more case law, you can understand what they're going to try to argue. Um, they'll try to argue reason. That's the number one thing you're going to try to argue. Do you give enough reasonable suspicion to prolong the stop? That's, that is the, when it comes to this kind of police work, the first thing that they're going to try to argue. So that's why we made and created the reasonable suspicion checklist. Um, and, you know, there's a lot. If you have a defense attorney which who knows what they're doing, which is rare, right, it's it guys. It's rare. Like defense attorneys don't know what they're doing. They they, they some of them talk a real good game. But they don't know shit. Um, the guys and girls who know what they're talking about, there should be no fear on that. And I wouldn't put myself uh, in a situation to one offer them a lot of fuel to defend. Uh, be honest, be truthful. But I wouldn't also, uh, you know, I would make sure that I was dotting my t's and crossing my eyes. So, anything on that? I I mean, I if I didn't have PC, I wouldn't be following them for like several miles to try to get PC. It's, it's um, If anything, what I would do is I'd drive maybe 10 miles down the road and wait for them to pass me again. And if I didn't, get, if I didn't see an infraction at that point, I probably would just be done with it. Rico Suave says two fucking legends. Thank you, Rico Suave. Um, although, like, we both kind of don't believe that. <laughs> uh, drunk watching you from Nashville. Let's well, go, Uncle Danny. Uh, there's no... Well, Nashville's awesome, right? But everything's closed, so... Tips for interdiction in large parking lots, casinos. Uh, I think that, again, 
what's normal, what's not. It's not a hard thing to figure out. What do people look like when they're walking out of the casino? Do they look nervous? Do they just committed a crime? Do they look like they're having a good time with their friends? Watching the parking lot and seeing what people are up to is, it should start to stick out. I mean, I feel like it could just, it just starts to stick out. Catching build heads tomorrow. All right, Marcus, good for you, man. What is, how did that have build heads? What do they use to say? I was thinking I about Wayne's World. Yeah, I don't know what build You've never seen the old ones? I think I have, but I just, I'm, I can't remember. Look at the Kenny Williams Moore training for the STO program. Let's uh, go to the mall. Look at the Kenny Williams Moore training for the STO program. Let's go to the mall. I'm not touching that. What is that? That's a guy that I worked with. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Lots of arrests in this tandem right here. Oh, yeah. Hotel Motel Interdiction. Uh, see Mike Vaccaro. We'll do a live video of Mike soon. Uh, I-65 New Brunswick. Um, I-65 northbound versus southbound in Vita, Chicago. Um, if you're new, I like um, southbound. You, you're going to get more dope than money. And typically, Indianapolis's source is going to be Chicago. So you're going to, I mean, you might get frustrated finding small amounts of money. But if you're watching southbound and they're going to pick up dope, you can make arrests and you won't get frustrated. By so the way, I would say southbound. We didn't color coordinate these shirts today. We didn't on this it just happened and jay behind us who's our video first one second uh i'm watching you right now yeah, okay cool uh kenny you took class 1738 interdiction not sure if you were tired or what but i learned so much more from your videos than in person thanks for everything well, that sucks do you <laughs> sorry that was a disappointment yeah oh that's so good <laughs> you suck dude were you tired <laughs> i don't remember that all right that, that was before I met you, though. So. That's fucking funny. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's why. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, that's 2017. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, how many stops versus arrests should I be making to know if I'm looking at the right thing? I think you answered that one already. Will you guys be speaking at the proactive class in Sanford, Florida? Hope so. Am I teaching in Sanford, Florida? Is that where I'm going to be? At the Orlando? Yeah, I think I'm the only one in Florida. I'm not Florida. Yeah, no, I, I Yeah, that's my class. It'll be two-day proactive patrol. I don't know if it's Sanford. We put Orlando in there um, because, obviously, we want people to know, have a larger landmark of where we're going to be. Uh, let's see. I work for University P. University has a high drug problem. Okay, first of all, let me back up for a second. Let me just clarify this for everybody. Everybody has a drug problem. Okay, uh, there's crime everywhere. Um, it's it's comical when people call me and like, "Hey, man, we really need you here. We have a big drug problem. The world has a big drug problem. Doesn't matter where you are. There's a big drug problem. It's a crime problem. So yeah, we know. Uh, and plus, we're at a university, so. Certainly, kids in college are using drugs, that's for sure. Uh, okay, everything. Anyway, parking lots of garages here on campus. Stay tips for interdiction. Uh, listen, one thing I'm going to give you is this, is make sure you understand the case and the difference between a motor vehicle stop or having a reasonable suspicion or probable cause of a parking violation versus a consensual encounter. So the legality, I was reading a, a case today. I was flying on the plane. I was reading case text. I read Indiana case law. Uh, I had some stuff that I want to give you as well. And... Um, you know, I think about how many cops go out and perform this job well, uh, yet are not spending enough time understanding the legalities behind how they're performing what they're doing. And, and what happens is you learn from one guy who is good and is teaching everybody, but is not going over the legal principles of why you could do it, how you could do it, how it changes in certain situations. That's kind of where I try to bridge the gap, and at least Street Cop Training tries to bridge the gap, um, you know, with that. So... Don't forget, when you're making a consensual encounter, the approach is different, right? It's got to be you can't block the car and you can't shine a flashlight. When you knock on the door on a consensual encounter, it's not license registration insurance. It's like, hey, guys, is everything okay, right? Especially on a body camera because that's going to show that it's community caretaking. 
a consensual encounter. You're allowed to walk up and knock on windows and say hello. And by the way, when you do things like that, maybe you'll smell things and see things that you wouldn't have done if you just were too afraid to disembark from your vehicle or it was too cold out for your, for your little chilly little nerves. Um, you know, look, you have to have some audacity and confidence to be a police officer and, and, and want a, a good one at that. Without confidence, I don't know how you think of performing this job. Um, and I've watched people who, like, go to service calls and have no confidence. And, and like, it's like, oh, you're going to fucking talk, dude? Or, like, you're just going to sit there like a fucking retard. I, I don't mean to use the R word, by the way. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to speak. And Communication's some, huge. And yeah. the, not even in interdiction. Just as a, a cop, being able to talk yourself in or out of situations is going to go very far in your career. I just never was a – dude, I just never, like – I'll kiss the girl. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't afraid to lean forward and try. You know what I mean? All right, let's see. Uh, sorry if I asked trying to watch while on my shift. My coworker and I were wondering, how do you get comfortable making stops for, oh, yeah, you know, I saw this one earlier, for speed limit of 44 and a 40, then handle the operator giving you an attitude saying, stop's BS. Um, be polite. Just be yeah, polite. Over polite. And it's, it's against the law, right? That's all I said. Hey, you know, theoretically, I can give you a ticket for going one over. Um, but if you're cooperative, I'm just going to give you a warning. I just have a job to do, and my boss is making me do this particular enforcement in this area because we've had a lot of bad accidents. I always put it on the boss, like they're making us do this, even though it's a chicken, you know, a chicken shit stop. Well, our boss just like, you know, want us to focus on this area and the speed or something along those lines because of accidents. Yeah, I used to play the. Uh, we had a kid. Out, we had a kid killed by on a bike out here last week. That was my favorite. Yeah, guys, listen. And I would start like. By the way, I would always start it with, "Hey, guys, license registration. What were we doing?" As soon as I get your stuff, I'm going to explain it. Here's what you were doing. Um, look, I know it sounds a little crazy, but let me first explain. About a week ago, we had a kid get hit by a car out here, and everybody in this neighborhood or everybody in this highway, everyone in the town has written in and requested that we go out here and have strict enforcement. We don't have to give tickets, but we just advise people to slow down because of how dangerous it is out here. So I just need to check your information. You were speeding. You were doing 44 to 40. We, there is a zero-tolerance zone. In the future, if you're driving through here, please make sure you follow. You know, like, you can go down that road, and people are like, oh, I didn't know. And like. Plus, you probably have stuff in the car that I want to try to get. But if you play dumb, that's what they think is, hey, just hop out and get your information real fast um, on the side of the road. Let me just talk to you real quick. And you're just playing dumb. Like, yeah, no, no, it was crazy. This kid, like, when I was here, it was a crazy scene, the family, blah, blah, blah. Right? Where are you guys coming from today? Where are you headed? Just going to ask a few more questions. And, you know, you'd be surprised to me people who were actually on guard get taken off guard. And then it takes a while for them to get back on to the fact that, like, oh, wait, this dude is, like, on to something else. Yeah. I've had people who were, like, some high-level uh, criminals who, because of my demeanor and maybe innocentness and naivety that I would, whether I was, I was dumb. Yeah, you're playing. Like, you could always tell when they caught on, right? Like that, just that shift of like, oh, this motherfucker. Yep. Right. Like, it's usually about the time that you start asking them about like either their story and they're calling out their like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like asking for consent or anything yeah, illegal yeah. in the car. Anything illegal in the car, you can their demeanor almost. I always think the illegal thing in the car is like that's one, and then the next one is like once you ask for consent, they know they're on a on stop yeah. like that. Like there's not most cops aren't asked for consent because they're you know because they probably haven't been trained or given perspective on like how that works. Uh, do you have a you have a place where you compiled a lot of good case on reference like a list of working drug addiction? Yeah, yeah. You can just email me uh, Dennis at streetcoptraining.com. Uh, Nick Nick Jackson, what up, gents? Nick Jackson, I'm going to I was trying to convince you to be an instructor. Thank God I did because you are changing the world. Nick Jackson, please. I tried to. Yeah, now he's coming. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. he's going to eventually. I tried. I messaged him privately. Nick Jackson, you need to be a fucking instructor, dude. Yep. You're, he's good. He is real good. Cat's, cat's slick. All right, uh, yo, please answer. Nick Jackson, my man. 
you work 30 much, or do you just stick to the toll roads and interstates? So uh, we occasionally jump on 30 and 41, occasionally, not much. 30 is a good one, though. 30 and, and 41, both of those, man, those, those are there's some good parallel rides, and uh, we've noticed that they, uh, once the word's out, that they kind of avoid us, and they'll be using those routes to avoid the interdiction teams on the highways. I'm going to try to speed it up just a tad. Cody Burr writes, what are some tactics for more success? Uh, in rural counties without large any highways, uh, same same principles. I, you know, listen, if you're asking questions like that, I'm not trying to make life difficult for you. Uh, we do have these programs for a reason because it will solve. It's just transformational, right? They are life-changing programs in a day or two days. It's it's crazy. And I always find it, and again, this is not a sales pitch. You can come, you can not come. I don't give a fuck. Um, invest in yourself, right? It's one of the biggest principles of all successful people is invest in yourself. Uh, I'm sure I would have, I didn't even know where to go with it years ago because I was, partying quite a bit um <clears throat> you know these products really do what they're supposed to do they really are transformational and i always find it comical for the guys and girls who went to college for four years have an 80 or a hundred thousand dollar debt bill and then don't want to spend you know 175 to take a class that will literally pay them dividends over a lifetime and promotions recognition over time all that stuff so i always find it very very uh, interesting the thoughts of that but yeah i mean I think you're picking up on some of the things we're talking about here, so apply. Have you ever heard of tra- having to end your traffic stop and turn off your front lights and tell the driver they're free to leave for asking consent search? Okay, so for Vin- Virginia, you don't need to do this. Now, um, some states require this. There's about five, Illinois, Maryland, um, Kansas. Yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska requires it, too. So they call it the true pursuit so. step. Yes. All right, so, yeah, they actually have departed with the U.S. Supreme Court. In Virginia, you don't have to do that. You don't have to perform that action. Now, if you were being taught that by somebody uh, – that person who's being who's teaching that may not have context that the case law is different in the state that they're teaching in. Uh, I'm not here slinging mud or, or criticizing one bit at all. Just if you've never heard of it, and all of a sudden you show up, and all of a sudden you're expected to perform it, oh, because somebody told you to do that, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it illegal either. I mean, we had guys that I worked with that went to a uh, a course and came back and were like, yo, what we're going to do is we're going to hand them their stuff back and then let them walk back to their cars and like put our, like, tear our hats off, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, like no, no, no. I'm like, let's go over uh, Schleinkloth versus Bustamante. I just spit, sorry. Uh, and, uh, and, and Ohio v. Robinette. Um, we've adopted it here in New Jersey. You guys are, where where did the instructor come from? They're like, oh, he's from this state. I'm like, yeah, that's why. If you read the state's case law, and this is years ago when I started getting into case law, I'm like, they do not follow the federal standard. So under the federal standard, you do not have to perform that action. All right. Um, it, it, it can be done. Do I think it's a good idea? No. If you're not requiring your state, we actually had a South Carolina, just like South Carolina, they have a piece of case law that said, basically, wh- why did you do this? Right? They, in the piece of case law, they said to the cop who was doing it, like, we don't even know why this guy did this. We've never heard of such a thing. And what they're saying to you is, don't do it. You don't need to do it. We're not going to rule against it in South Carolina. You, here's our case law. It says you don't have to perform such an action. And what this course probably didn't know was that they went to a training course where somebody from a state that requires you to do that, and I'm not criticizing it. That's the way it's performed, right? Dude, like, for we didn't have, I worked without the ability to search cars with probable cause for years. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's great because it was a blessing for me because I'm a consent navig, I'm a consent savage, right? Like, I had to know consent laws well. I had to learn how to communicate real well and get good with the consent forms. I know how to write search warrants, right? Like, so that was a big part of on cars and what to do in those situations and how to speak properly. Like, all the things go along with that because there are five states in the union that, like New Mexico, I think Alaska, uh, New Hampshire, they don't have the automobile exception. 
Some states have gotten it back, New York and Pennsylvania recently, but there are some states that still don't have it. I don't know what the other ones are, but yeah, there's some states that don't have the illegal exception. So did I answer that? Yeah. So you don't have to do that. I have Virginia case law for you as well. Uh, what, types of, what type of information do you teach in the, in the proactive class? Where can I find information about getting in class real beef teaching? Streetcop.com, right? Uh, go to programs, and there's actually attachments there, uh, or you can email me, Dennis, at streetcoptraining.com. But streetcop.com is going to be the place you can find everything. Uh, we actually bought streetcop.com, so you can just refer to it instead of streetcoptraining.com. It'll redirect you to streetcoptraining.com. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it wasn't cheap. Not like I was holding it ransom. We just paid it. Is there any case law for insurance stops? Like, for example, can we see on our computers if insurance is valid or unconfirmed? Can you stop checking insurance? I'm just going to jump in here real quick. Um, some states have that, some states don't. New Jersey never had that information on our MDTs. But if you ran a New York-plated vehicle, it would tell you if it was uninsured or not, okay, because New York provided that information. If you're in a situation where you're trying to d debate or determine whether or not you have enough to stop the car, here's some advice. Stop a car for another motor vehicle violation. People are going to commit 10 in your presence. And knowing what those are means you have to read motor vehicle law. So, like, the next time you're working at some bullshit off-duty job, right, extra duty, security, whatever you want to call it, instead of playing Angry Birds on your phone or on Netflix catching up on, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry or, like, Wentworth, do something to help further your career. Try to be this person who knows what they're talking about, uh, yet you, don't, you, you know five or six violations of motor vehicle code in your state. Learn those. And also, be more comfortable with stopping cars for minor traffic violations and minor speeding violations. So, uh, I don't have an answer for that. In your state, maybe. I don't know. I've read much case law on it because a lot of people don't stop on that. Don't forget, case law is only born when something I'm gonna try to do, when something occurs. When something occurs, right? Uh, an arrest or some kind of search uh, happens. It goes to court, it's adjudicated, and then it's appealed. Then we get case law. Sometimes the case law is not even published. What it means is it'll be an unpublished piece of case law because it didn't change the precedent at all. So that means it, you can't be citing it in a, in a court of law. Yep, I got you, uh, Mr. George, there. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, Mark. Hey, Brian Buck. Uh, tips for making passenger side approaches and passenger car. Should we both, should both stack up on the passenger side or have one passenger side, uh, the other sort of thing back behind the C pillar on the driver's side? Yeah, at Sunday, we don't mention how bad my... And M laws are. Sorry, dude. My bad, uh, Nick Jackson. We just miss you, dude. Come spend time with us. So the passenger side approach, what I do is uh, if I have someone riding with me, we both go on the passenger side, and I usually just tell them to stand probably like the C-pillar like you're talking about in case something was to happen. I have enough space to back up and retreat, and we're not tripping over each other. Um, on the highway, I mean, anywhere, I think the driver's side approach is uh, very dangerous. I'd rather have someone on the same side as me and stacked up than, than anyone on the driver's side at all. Okay, so, okay, sorry, just check my phone. <coughs> so, um, everybody has their own thing. Jeff Smith teaches street academies, one of our instructors. He's got 29 years of tactical training. Uh, the guy has done it all, and everything that he puts thought and perspective into, uh, it makes a ton of sense. Personally, people have asked me, what do you like about when you do a pass-side approach? I do like to disembark from the vehicle, walk around the back of the vehicle, and then approach over here. Now, the reason I'm going to tell you this is what dictates in your policy that you must walk up on a vehicle in a straight line. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, please, with, with pushing the fucking trunks down and shoving your hands down in trunks to make, like, show me one time in U.S. history or more than one time in U.S. history where people were driving around with a man laying with an AK-47 in the trunk of the car ready to ambush police officers. There's one video I saw, like, a kid who jumps out of the trunk on his mother and he had, like, a BB gun. I haven't seen anything since. Uh, I don't know why it's taught in the academy. I don't know who came up with this theory. And the other theory is, well, 
if you put your thumb on the trunk and then the guy kills you, we can dust the trunk for the fingerprint and time back. To, like we have body worn cameras and like MVRs now. So that what happens when you push down on a trunk of a car is that you are alerting the person to exactly where you are. If you've never been pulled over, I've been pulled over, you know, 194 times. And half those times the cop pushed on the trunk. I can feel in the car when the cop is pushing on the trunk. So stop tactically giving away your position. Secondly, if you have the ability to, how about, here's two things. One, before you get out of the car, I would be looking right inside the car to see what they're doing. And namely, if they're in the rear view watching what I'm doing. If somebody's in the rear view watching what I'm doing, that's a big fucking clue for you to engage in extra caution and be ready. Maybe maybe it's a time where, like, if you have an extra unit there, like, yeah, just roll my way. You know what I mean? Like, let's just roll. I don't care if I'm bothering this guy. You know, let's just roll this way. Two guns are better than one. Then I'm going to disengage. If there's an opportunity and they're not looking, that's when I'm going to step out of the car, walk around the back. They say, well, what do you like walk around the back of the car? Well, at night, you're silhouetting yourself in your lights. I don't like that. I don't want to telegraph in my position. You're going to silhouette yourself in your lights. I want to take one more question after this, and that's going to be it because we I have shit to do. And Kenny's got to do stuff. Kenny's friend's here. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to do gay porn today. That's going to happen. Maybe. Okay, cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving if that's happening, only to come back and have, in a different outfit. But anyway, back to this. Well, you're going to film it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make money? You would make a lot of money, you think? How did this conversation go this way? All right, so, um, you know, look, it's, it's not a bad... Then, secondly, my thought is, if you happen to engage in a gun battle, at least you have something for cover. If the person's going to jump out, you're behind your car, you know, you're not a sitting duck, you can move around, you can move and shoot. I don't know if you've ever taken drill on moving and shooting. It's a real good drill to go through. Um, you know, I, I've been through a lot of training, real good stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying I was a SWAT guy. And just moving and shooting drills are good. That's a good thing to go into. Um, and then walking off to the side of the car if it permits to do so and looking inside the car before you approach to ensure for safety. It's not a bad idea to do those things. If you practice that stuff, your, your odds of living will, will, you know, will increase greatly. Uh, guys, you, know, you need to start treating every call. Every minute that you're wearing a uniform in a patrol car could potentially be your last, uh, and we are not absolved uh, in any stretch of the imagination as a profession from being caught in a, a dynamic like that. So that's my advice. You can tell it to fit your own style. I like a two-man stack because there's no crossfire if you guys get in a gun battle. Because if shit hits the fan, everybody's going to run like a bunch of fucking chickens with their head cut off. Run all over the place just firing fucking weapons. At least if you're next to somebody, you can see where they are. You know where your partner is. You know you're not shooting your partner's direction. So that's a that's an important one. Oh, midnight guy here on Epstein, New York. Uh, that's why I moved to Texas. You can't be land for cops compared to New Mexico. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, midnight here in Upstate New York. Fairly good articulation. Getting back in the swing of things after working in the schools the last few years. Some night beggars can't be choosers with traffic. So my question is, do you stop what you can and work the stop? Um, I know what he's saying. Like, even though it's that high volume, you spend time putting everybody on the shoulder out there in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, I, I, everybody has theories on this. Um, and here's what I'm going to say. Okay, if one car is passing you every minute, that means 10 cars that potentially could have been the car you were waiting for are passing by you. Well, you're fucking around with a guy who had, or a woman or a car that had nothing for what you were looking for, right? Like, you know, I mean, everybody's got different theories. I just wouldn't waste my time. I'd rather yeah. be patient. Uh, Reaction-based stops are, are the best. Kenny, how many push-ups did you do this before on a video so I can give you, get a pump going? None. Shut up. We ate pizza. <laughs> I ate pizza. Did you eat pizza? Did you eat pizza? No, I did not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we brought pizza. This guy gets it. Look forward to having you all in some some kind of Florida and waiting over here for the best. Yeah, I'm excited to go there because like uh, you know it's fucking cold in Jersey. 
Um, all right, I don't have what, what other questions you had from yesterday? Anything we didn't cover? Because the guys, the guys yesterday wanted their questions answered, and we're not going to not do that. We're not taking any more live questions in the group, but we're going to answer these last few questions. Streetcop.com. Don't forget to check out our uh, upcoming training. Working small. Did we, no, slide up. Mm, we didn't. This is not from the video, right? It's from yesterday's post. Um, uh, you're welcome, Mahoney Alonzo, which I'm guessing your name is Alonzo Mahoney. In my small town, we have two major highways, one cop on per ship. What tactic would you, uh, would either of you use for interdiction? So, I know people, there's a million different questions when it comes to, um, the way I operate and I put people in my front seat. But the reason that I do that is because it, when I'm searching the car, I have opportunity, I have um, reaction time. So they're sitting in my car, I'm paying attention to them while I'm searching, and if they were to open the door, I would hear the door open or something along those lines. So I know that there's a lot of questions about that, but that's one of the reasons that, we, that I operate the way I do, because my backup's not necessarily always that close. So that's just kind of how I operate, and that's the reason, one of the reasons it's safer for me to have him in my car where he can't do anything. The car, if he jumps in the driver's seat, um, there's a button. It, it, it doesn't go anywhere. He has no access to any guns or anything along those lines. It's just safer that way. If, if I'm searching the car and he's standing next to the car, he could easily attack me or whatever. So, I don't know. That's why I put him in, That's one reason that I put him in the front seat of my car. That's one tip that I could give you when you're, if you're working by yourself. Uh, oh, next question. I gotta find the, um, the link. Sorry. What else, Ken? What else you want to tell us? I got nothing, man. Oh, it's good. You're, it's real good. <laughs> We've been talking for 45 minutes. <laughs> so what? That's it. Uh, where was that? Oh, I didn't lose it, Jake. You, you have a thing? It's, it's, she took pictures of it. her pictures. Mm -hmm. You took pictures no, of it? Oh, you have all that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Never mind, I got it. We're good. Got that. Got that. Talk about the radar already. Oh, this is not a bad one. Kenny uh, and or Dennis, this would be Kenny's. Are there any indicators of deception that you guys vastly see more than others? What are the greatest hits of free stop indicators? I mean, the RES checklist has them all. Yeah, so, I mean, I look for things uh, depending, like, if, if it's an occupant of a vehicle, I like conceal when they're concealing themselves or comfort themselves as they pass me. Those are the two things that I, I pay attention to more than um, some other things. You know, like, they're either trying to hide because they don't want me to see them or they're trying to comfort themselves as they pass me. Here's a good one. Uh, thoughts on, this is the last one we're going to do, Christian Lake. Thoughts on type of approach after the traffic stop is made? I notice Kenny leans the passenger window often. Is this to get eyes on any probable cause? So the reason that I do that is I try... Can I jump in real fast before you go? Yeah. All right, just because I want to say this. Um, you, by law, are not allowed to break the plane of the window. Right. Just so we're clear, uh, you're not supposed to go beyond what the where the window rolls up. Um, there is case law if you can't hear or some things like that. That happens. Just want you to know that when you're sticking your heads in cars and traffic stops, it is a Fourth Amendment violation without consent or probable cause. Go. So with, when on the highway, it is hard for me to hear when cars are going by. So that's one reason that I do that. The second reason is I don't want to look like an authoritative motherfucker and they're looking at my uniform like, oh, this is a cop. I try to make it as pure as pure as possible. So like we're looking at each other as equals. I'm not towering over them eye to eye and all they see is a head. So now it's like person to person, not a authoritative figure and, you know, 
person civilian. So I try to make it look like, I try to calm them down as much as possible and just make it like we're talking as person to person and not authoritative figure to person. That's it, guys. We're done. Um, I can't do any more today. We wanted to get this in. Uh, Kenny's friend, who's here, wants to kill us. Uh, he wants to see his family at home. Kids are much older than mine. So uh, appreciate all of you uh, tremendously, and hopefully this video brought you some value. And for everybody to go into the report class tomorrow, Blue Chip Casino, I will see you there.